Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you to another fantastic episode. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one of several different categories. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have folks who help others build their businesses. This includes designers, strategists, experts, assistants, anybody who helps others win at the game of business and marketing. And, of course, the do-it-yourselfers who run things yourselves and love to have your own hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators. Also, make sure to subscribe so you get a fresh dose of our episodes every single week. What we'd like to do now is introduce today's topic, which is called Discover the Secrets of Creating Your Signature Speech. And I'm very happy to have with us today none other than Felicia Slattery. Now, many of you have probably heard of Felicia, but for those who haven't, let me just tell you about her. Uh, Felicia Slattery is on a mission to motivate, inspire, and train smart business owners and entrepreneurs to create meaningful connections through effective communication and public speaking. An internationally acclaimed, award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and the creator of the trademark Signature Speech System, Felicia presents to audiences, large and small, on topics related to communication, speaking, and being a successful entrepreneur in spite of everything life can throw at you. As a cancer survivor, Felicia's enthusiastic passion for communication is contagious because she knows that one important message delivered with power can transform a life. She works with experts and entrepreneurs as well as CEOs and celebrities to help them more effectively communicate their messages on and off stage while building and maintaining strong relationships locally, nationally, and globally, both in person and virtually using the Internet. In other words, everywhere and everything, which is awesome. You can find out more about Felicia at FeliciaSlattery.com. So, Felicia, do we have you on the line? Yes. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and this is something that I know is a very major issue for a lot of our clients and uh, in my business, as well as the listeners to the Business Creators Radio Show. In fact, I know I have three writing projects open right now where part of it is to restructure the public speaking area, and part of what we're talking about in all three cases is helping them de- define their signature speech to make it easier for meter- meeting planners to want to book them. So this is this topic could not be more timely, I think is what I'm trying to say. Now, we have a lot to cover, and you're going to share with us a ton of information. But before we do that, let's take a quick step back and give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you or may not truly understand exactly what gifts you bring to the world a chance to get to know you a little. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today, helping smart business owners and entrepreneurs create meaningful connections to effective communication and public speaking. Now, I just read off your bio, but just tell us, how'd you get here? Okay, so people don't always believe me when I tell them I've literally been speaking in front of audiences since I'm seven years old. Um, They go, how is that possible? I was at church, (laughs) and I had a chance to read at church, and I remember pulling out, I was this little tiny girl, real little, and I, you know, had to get behind the big lectern, they call it the ambo thing, and I had to step up on a step stool, two steps up, 
I got up and I could barely see over the top and all these people were looking back and staring at me and listening. And I got off and I got back down and I said, Mommy, I want to do more of this. <laughs> and and literally I've not been off, off stages in front of audiences ever since. So that was, you know, I was seven then. By the time I got into high school, actually later grade school, I was doing plays. I was I did all kinds of drama stuff. I competed on something called a speech team. In college, I got a um, I got a scholarship to go to the number one speech team in the nation, Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. And Bradley, nice. incidentally, this is uh, I'm, I'm so proud to be part of this legacy. Bradley has won more national championships in speech than any school in any in any sport in any extra uh, extra curricular activity ever. So think like Duke in basketball. How many national championships have they won? Bradley's right. won more in speech, right? Football teams, whatever, you name it, Bradley's won more national championships. Um, I was a national champion, part of part of the team, the years that I competed. It was amazing. So that was, that was just me coming up. And then I graduated school. Every job I ever, ever had involved me in some way, shape, or form, standing in front of an audience, either selling or teaching. I was a college professor at uh, the University of Illinois at Chicago, Elmhurst College, College of DuPage, all kinds of schools all over the Chicagoland area. And what did I teach? I taught communication. I taught public speaking. So, And I worked in the corporate world for a while. I did sales. I did training in front of audiences. So like selling stuff on the stage, talking in front of audiences, that's my whole entire life. So fast forward to uh, 2006. And, um, you know, I wanted to be home with my kids. They were one and three years old. Except right. mommy with two master's degrees can't just, like, sit home and do nothing, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and, and i got to be honest. I mean, my husband was, was starting his business at the time. We needed the money. So yeah. I was like, all right, let me let me figure this thing out, right? I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, all right, yeah. like, i, I got to make the money here, right? Yeah. So um, I thought I was a life coach at the time, which is hysterical. Um, <laughs> and then it took me it took me a while working with a coach finally, who said, why aren't you just teaching people public speaking? I was like, everybody knows that. They had it in high school. They had it in college. She was like, oh, I don't think so. You might want to check on that. And uh, sure enough, that, that, that was the case, that maybe people had it at one point in their lives, but they weren't thinking about applying it to their business. They, weren't, they didn't know it the way I know it, the way I've lived it and breathed it my whole life, studied it, analyzed it, written academically about it. I mean, like, seriously, I'm into this stuff. I love it. Can you tell? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing, I've been teaching the signature speech since 2007. And the reason I started teaching it most honestly was because I was doing it for myself and my own business. I put together a speech called Credibility and Cash Flow that I was delivering in my local community. I was delivering it via, there weren't webinars at the time. That wasn't a thing. That technology wasn't, uh, wasn't developed. So I was doing them on um, teleseminar kinds of lines. Right. And so people were like, how are you doing that? How is that working? And so I realized, all right, there's a lot of questions about this. Let me just teach a class. So that's how long I've been doing it. And uh, since then, I've written three books. Uh, my number one best-selling book, 21 Ways to Make Money Speaking, hit number one on Amazon in five categories before noon on launch day. And I credit that in full to my speaking and building up my community of subscribers over the years through my speaking. And by the time that I was ready to launch that book, people were like, I can't wait to buy your book. And they all just ran out and bought it. So very exciting. Yes, yes, yes. I've followed a couple things that you've done in terms of some of your own marketing and some of your own launches. And you're one of the folks I can say really have this down. Uh, Launching products and services is a big part of what my business does. And there is a 
formula to that, of course. Uh, there are se- actually, there are several different formulas out there, but you're really sharp and savvy when it comes to this. And on a side note, uh, sometimes when my cats know that there's real excitement going on, they'll start jumping up on my desk, and uh, the one wears a bell on her collar. You may have heard some jingling while you were talking. I had to take her <laughs> collar away because she was headbutting me. <laughs> like, woo, there's something exciting going on in the room right now. Yes, yes. I just have to keep her off. I just have to keep her off my laptop so she doesn't disconnect our uh, interview here. Now, uh, now we have a ton of stuff to do, but uh, there's one question I need to ask before we get into the body of this, and this is something I ask all of our guests. Not only because I like the variety of answers, but also because I like the variety of interpretations to the question. See, here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have pretty much everything they need to implement anything that anybody who comes on the Business Creators Radio Show shares with them, except for time and money. Now, this is a question, as I said, we ask everybody. So how do factors of time and money apply to growing your business through public speaking, either helping it or getting in the way? Oh, Adam. I love public speaking to market your business, specifically following the signature speech formula because of those exact issues. Nobody has all kinds of unlimited time, right? So why don't we do things very efficiently and very effectively? When I teach people how to do the signature speech stuff, and we'll dig into it in just a second here, but when I teach people how to to do that, they can get, if they're in front of their ideal audience, every single person in the room will sign up for – there to become a, a part of the community of subscribers, 100% conversion rate. Now, that's not a free offer. And, by the way, they can make money at the same time. So, right. So you make money, you save time, and, by the way, the signature speech should never, ever cost you a dime to deliver. So it's free. I don't know any other marketing strategy that builds relationships does uh is free allows you to be in front of people for 30 minutes up to 60 whole minutes like video is fantastic but nobody's going to watch a video for an hour good gravy right right but they're going to but they'll sit in a room at a luncheon and happily listen to you for 45 minutes to an hour and be thrilled if you're following the formula and doing it the right way so i love this for that yeah and what i really love about uh, public speaking and anything involving business is you do it by some type of formula. There are those that say, well, you start doing a formula, you start teaching the formula, and soon enough, everybody will recognize the formula, and then the bloom comes off the roads. Well, the fact is that people do know there are formulas. They see the formulas. They study the formulas, and they could see Felicia get up on stage and say, well, there she is doing her, uh, there she is doing her uh, signature formula there, uh, her signature speech. And they're not going to rebel against it saying, oh, she's just following a formula. She's going to say, oh, cool, here's the formula. Let me take notes and study it and see if I can get a free education. That's how it works in the real world. So that's why part of the reason I love formulas so much. Now, exactly. just so we're clear here before we get going, what are some of the various types of speaking? Because the idea of being a speaker or a public speaker has so many different meanings. Just so we're clear on what we're going to be talking about during this interview. Okay, so I like to break speaking into two categories. And actually, before we got started, I was checking in with, with you, Adam, to say, okay, so who are we talking to today? And the reason is of the way we break down speaking. So the first type of speaking is what we'll be spending some time on today, which is, which is speaking for free as a marketing tool. So speaking as a marketing tool for your business. 
The second kind is speaking as a product. That's where someone, so just like any product or service that you would sell and make money on, the, the product has to be a super high quality rocking product in order to make money, right? And so when you get paid to show up to speak, so for example, you get paid to do a keynote speech or you get paid to do a breakout training session at a, at a major conference, um, you get paid to do a webinar. Lots of companies, corporations, associations are actually now doing paid webinars where instead of having to run out of conference room and fly everybody in, they're doing the same stuff, but they're doing it via webinar, which I just love. Um, yes. So to get paid, that's, that's, a, that's a different animal. It's a different kind of speaking than what we're talking about today. The fundamentals are the same. And I love what you were saying about formula. I actually, um, this formula that I, I, I came up with is actually based on Aristotle. In case anybody's familiar with the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, he's the guy who came up with the formula of what works. He put it out in a book called Rhetoric, if you feel like reading it. It's a little heavy reading, but it's cool stuff. Um, so anyway, this formula that I teach for the signature speech is based on ancient stuff that just works. And I've brought it into, into modern times. So that's what we're talking about in terms of the two types of speaking, speaking as, a, as to market your business as a marketing tool or speaking as a product. Today we're talking about speaking as a marketing tool. Right. Right, right, absolutely. So now that we know what we're talking about here, and uh, you know, let's move this into the idea of the signature speech, because I know this is what a lot of people are tuning in for. Can you break us down, or break it down for us a little bit more, what we mean by the signature speech? Yes. Okay, so thank you for asking that, because some people might be thinking, oh, signature speech, is that the same thing as an elevator speech, or you know, what are we doing here? And right. um, by the way, my, the title of my next book is Kill the Elevator Speech, Stop Selling, Start Connecting. So you know how I feel about those. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the signature speech is a persuasive presentation that you put together to market your business to a room full, whether it's a live room or a virtual room, full of your ideal prospective clients, and you deliver that for free. And typically, you get anywhere, I've seen on the low end, about 20 minutes up to about an hour. And in some cases, you get even longer than that. So that's what we're talking about in signature speech. Is it's, and it's a specific formula that you follow. We'll get into that, I promise. I'm going to get some fantastic content on exactly how you can put it together starting today. Um, but that's what we're talking about is, is this speech where you're going to get in front of folks, you're going to deliver useful content. It's, it's not a 20-minute, 30-minute, 60-minute sales pitch. It's you offering value to the people in the room to start to build a relationship so they have the opportunity to see that, wow, you really know what you're talking about, and I think I need to learn more about this stuff from you. Right, 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 right. Now, you, um, I've heard you say that a signature speech is persuasive, but it shouldn't come across as a sales pitch. And this is something that I know is going to perk up the ears of some of our listeners, because what I get asked about all the time is, how do I go on stage? Or even how do I go on a webinar? How do I go on a teleseminar or a Google Hangout and be persuasive without it just coming across as a sales pitch? So how does this work? Okay. So that word persuasion, 
I'm going to get academic for a second. So there's three yes. purposes for public speaking. The, yes. uh, one is to inform, one is to entertain, and the third is to persuade. And when when we're looking at that from kind of an academic uh, standpoint, what we're talking about is how you organize the information. And so that's why, if, so the, the signature speech, because we want people to do something at the end, we want them to take action. We want them to buy something from us. We want them to sign up for our list, right? So we want them to do something. So as a matter of, of structure, how we have to put this thing together, we've got to use a persuasive organization pattern. Now, that's as academic as I'm going to get on you, I promise. So what right. does that mean? Well, it means that, like, sometimes people hear that word persuasion and they go, ugh. This is so scary. Like, why can't people just know that I'm awesome, right? And if you think of persuasive patterns as motivation as opposed to persuasion, then you're just motivating people in the room to say, yes, I want that. Yes, I want to hear more about this from you. Yes, I want to sign up for your stuff. So that's what you're doing is you're motivating people. That's what we're talking about when I say persuasion. Ah, I see. I see. Now, the next question I ask is, might give some of our listeners kind of a duh reaction, but I know you have more to say about it than they typically hear on the market today. Uh, what does having a signature speech have to do with building your credibility? I know there's an obvious answer to this, but I think you have something more to share on that as well. Well, my whole, my whole, my first signature speech that I wrote in 2007 is called Credibility and Cash Flow. So I got, we could do a whole other hour on credibility, which we won't do now. Right. So how the signature speech speech works specifically for building your credibility is, I think, you know, like the obvious is you're in front of the room, right? So like the person in front of the room, you were invited there to speak. Obviously, you were invited there to speak because you know what you're talking about. So there you are. You're in front of the room. That's easy. But to me, the the coolest part is that you get the implied and borrowed credibility, more borrowed credibility from the organization. And you get that for every single person who has seen your message. You get the borrowed credibility from, first of all, the organization that, that asks you to come and speak for them, right? Because now they're going to be sending out emails. They're going to be sending invitations. Sometimes they send out postcards and they say, hey, our upcoming speaker at the next at our next event is, and they, they'll talk about you and they'll share your information and they'll, they'll share your, your bullets and very often they share your website so you get clicks, which is an awesome thing. Um, if you understand how the Internet works, like, yay, we want more clicks to our site, right? Um, so all of these great things happen. And the organization actually does your marketing for you. They very often will send out a press release to the local newspaper. So now your name is in the paper as someone who is an expert in your field, and you're going to be delivering a talk, and they give the title of the talk, and they give information about what you're going to talk about. And now suddenly you're in the newspaper, which boosts your credibility. So you're getting this borrowed credibility of the newspaper. You're getting borrowed credibility of the organization. And you get all of this before you ever even take the stage, which is, uh, like, amazing to me. Now, you walk into the room. You never will have to introduce yourself. By the way, you never have to worry about an elevator speech ever again when you're the speaker in the room because you get the attention of every single person in that space for the entire time that they're up there. So you will never have to worry about, well, how am I going to introduce myself? You don't. You walk in and people go, oh, you're the speaker today, aren't you? Because they've seen your picture. They've seen your name. You've got your little name tag on if They give you a name tag, whatever. So they know you when you walk in the room. 
So you, you're already the rock star of the event when you get there. It's awesome. Credibility, 100%. Love it. Right. See, that's what I meant for our listeners about how Felicia was going to give you more than you are used to hearing about this whole idea of having a signature speech or doing public speaking in order to build credibility. Uh, The most common definition of the credibility we get from that is, oh, people see you're a public speaker, or you're the one on stage, so you must be the expert. But look at all these other dimensions Felicia just showed you, how that organization or that event that you're speaking for, I mean, true, you're borrowing their name to enhance your credibility so you can say, I stood up on stage and spoke at, but at the same time, that event or that organization is borrowing your credibility because they're showing people, hey, I have so-and-so who's going to be speaking at our event. This is one of the reasons you must attend. If you want to see somebody like this present for you and educate you, you need to come to our event. So they're using your name as leverage for their event as well. So it kind of works both ways. And when you have the big names coming to you, I can't think of anything that would be more positive when it comes to enhancing your credibility. And I'd like to take this in a slightly different direction because these are a lot of the arguments that we hear people make in terms of why you should do public speaking for free as opposed to fee-based speaking. I have clients who will only do fee-based speaking. I have some who say, I don't ever want to see a fee because I want to get up on stage because I know my offer converts so well that it's going to dwarf any fee that I could ever charge, and I'm happy to do a split with the organizers because everybody wins. So I kind of touched on the answer to this question ever so slightly, but I know you have more to say about this. If we're supposed to be giving speeches for free or we're being encouraged to give speeches for free, how do we make money? Okay, that's fantastic. So, all right, I I want to address a couple of things that you just talked about. So, um, and, and we'll talk about how you make money when you do it for free in just a second as part two of this. So part one is I've, I've been working in the Internet community where I've been speaking for a lot of years. Um, there are a ton of Internet marketing guys, a lot of guys, some gals, who <laughs> get on stage and they can sell the dickens out of a room, right? Right. They, and, they're, and they're great at that. However, in the professional speaking world, that when someone pays you to show up, you're not allowed to sell. And right. in, in the instances where they, they, they're hiring you because they want your name, like that is where, that's when you get to charge a good, you know, good chunk of change. That's where Bill Clinton will make $100,000 to show up to speak for an hour. And right. he doesn't have to deliver product afterwards. <laughs> and he doesn't have to deliver, deal with customer service complaints, which, by the way, the, the, the biggest Internet marketers will say, they, oh, I sold, I sold five figures from stage. I sold six figures from stage. You know how many people, those people canceled their orders, right? And how yeah, many service jobs they had? Yeah, I hear, I hear numbers uh, of 50% refund rates, and I'm thinking, well, what did you really convert? I mean, I know speakers out there who have it written into their contracts that once you process all those charges in the back of the room, you have to charge mine first, so I'm not the one that suffers when people's credit cards are maxed out. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so, there, so there's that weird, you know, underbelly of selling from the stage land that we're not really – we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is, guess what? You get to show up for free. It doesn't cost you a dime. And if you think about all the different ways that you could pay to market your business, so if you're doing direct mail, you've got to buy the list. 
um, uh, you know, of addresses, or you've got to build the list some way, shape, or form. So you got to get the list. You've got to pay for the the designing of the uh, of the information that you're going to send out. You've right. got to pay a copywriter to write it if you're not a great copywriter yourself. And you've got to pay for the postage for that to go out. You, I mean, so like that's the direct mail. If you want to buy ads, you can buy online ads. You can buy offline ads. You can buy ads in trade. I mean, all the different ways, right? That you and if you wanted to just do local networking, it's not free to, to do local networking. You have to. You, you at the least, at the very least, you've got to buy a meal for yourself. Usually, you've got to pay to attend an event or become a member of an organization. Some chambers charge upwards of five hundred dollars a year to be a member of a chamber. So that, and then you've got to pay extra to go to the events. Like holy mackerel, right? So you get to go to all those events where everybody else is paying. You get to go for free. So that's number one, which I love. You get a free lunch. Very often you get, like, you're marketing yourself. It doesn't cost you anything. How right. you make money is you make money both during and after. And how you make money during is every single time you speak for free, the meeting planners and the people in the room know you're there for free. They know you're there to market your business, and they are happy to listen to you when you deliver the goods. And what I, what I mean by deliver the goods is you're going to give some useful information, something of value. When you do that, you then have the implied permission. I, you know what bugs me, Adam? You, I, when, when, um, when speakers who sell from the stage say, with your permission, I'd like to tell you what we can, what you, what we can do now. Does that sound okay? Like, if they're still in the room and they're listening, they, you have their permission. Like, so you don't have to ask that. That's ridiculous as far as I'm sound concerned. Free te- sound free tentative to me. Right? Like, I, I mean, you're, they're there. You're there. They, there's this, you know, implied, like, we know you're here for free, so sell us something. Or not. We don't have to buy it, right? So right. then you're going to, then you don't necessarily sell them something right then at that moment, then you give them something for free. And you say, listen, here, I want, I'm want. i going to give you this free thing. And the free thing should be a direct lead-in from everything that you just talked about. It should be a direct, no-brainer, well, of course I need that thing. And then they'll sign up for that. And then after you've done that, you get everybody in the room who goes, yes, this is exciting. Then you go, by the way, for those of you who are ready to get started, who really want to do this, I have a program that I offer and the program, you can go to my website. It's at whatever your website salespage.com. And normally you can buy that. And I'm just going to use easy numbers. Normally you can buy that for 200 bucks online. But today, right here in this event, if you're ready to get going, you can get it for 97 bucks. Save yourself 100 bucks if you already know this is something you want to do. If not, I, I'm happy to send you the free information. And you can think about it and, and take advantage of that for as long as you'd like. And if you need help later on, feel free to jump in at the $200 level. But for those of you who are ready to go, I love to reward action takers. I know that's a little bit of a, that's a little, you know, kind of a line that people use. But it's true. I do like to reward people for saying, yeah, I'm ready to do this. So my reward is you get to save 100 bucks. So if you're in, awesome. If you're not, that's fine, too. I've got some order forms up here if you're ready to go. And that's how you sell it. So you sell on the spot. And then now you've got everybody in the room. So now you send them your free offer. And you continue to take care of and manage that list that we call it in, that in Internet marketing land. I like to think of the, the, my list as my community of subscribers because they're actually, every single one of them, a human being. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? right? So, right. so that's what I think of, of of my community of subscribers, which is just you know so cool that all of a sudden all these people they say, yeah, I want to hear more from you. So that's and then and then any offer that you come up with later that it related in any way to what you've spoken about, those people will go, yeah, this sounds really cool. 
I've had people on my list, it's taken them six years before they bought anything, but they stay on my list, and the reason why is because I offer useful, valuable information on a regular basis. When you do that, your subscribers stay. They call that your stick factor, right? Your, your subscribers will stick with you, and they'll stay with you, and they'll be in your community so that when you have a book launch, when you have a new product that comes out, when you teach something, when you're offering it anything, they'll say, wow, this is really cool, and some of them will buy, and some of them will share it with their communities. I'm always blown away when people just share my links to stuff without an affiliate link, without me asking them, like, wow, thanks so much. Well, yeah, you have great information. Of course I'm going to share this with people. I hope they all get it. Like, okay, great. Right. <laughs> so, and that and that can happen for you, too, when you deliver your speech, and you, and you are able to, to get everybody in the room excited about and joining your community of subscribers. Right. Uh, I'm going to make a slight tangential observation. Now, I promote think softwares all the time, uh, WordPress themes, uh, internet marketing softwares, uh, systems you can use to simplify the technology around communicating with your audience and things like that. And we're talking about softwares. We're talking about stuff you install on a server or on your computer. I always look for the affiliate link because that's a nice way to supplement my income. I get nice affiliate checks just from promoting this stuff to the regular stream my communication. People buy things, I don't even know who they are, and I get 20% of that, 50% of that. But when it comes to promoting a person or a service rendered by a human being or a fellow speaker or a fellow consultant or something along those lines, if we start having conversations about, well, let's establish a relationship where when I send you people, you pay me this much, and I send you people, I pay you that much, I lose interest very quickly because then it becomes really just all about the money. If I believe in you, I don't need your money to say so. So if you've convinced me and you've persuaded me, then I don't need or want your money. Uh, I'm happy to tell the world about you, which is kind of what I'm doing right now with the Business Creators Radio Show. I don't want any remuneration for this. I just, uh, I just want to know that, uh, you know that I'm able to share your message with the world, and I think that's the way it should work just personally. Uh, now, getting back to signature speeches, uh, how, many peop- how many signature speeches do people need? I've heard people say you only need one really good one, and I've heard people say you should probably have three in case you have different market segments. Is there one clear answer to this? That's a great question. Is there one clear answer? The the, the true answer is you just need one, and and you need to understand that if you are the expert in your subject area, you may be invited to speak to different market segments but you can use the same basic speech and just tweak out a couple of the details. So, right. um, for example, you might change a little bit of something in your introduction so that the people in the room know that you know who you're talking to, right? And they feel like, wow, okay, you know, she really gets me. All right, this is good. Um, and then maybe you change out your story along the way, your example. But the basic content that you're going to teach, that pretty much stays the same. It stays consistent speech after speech after speech, which is why you really only need the one. Right. What I've noticed sometimes with my presentations and my speeches is, and I think there are a lot of people listening who will recognize this and probably say me too, is that 
even if my topics are different, a lot of the information within them is very similar because I can use the same slides with some of the same supporting information for a lot of the different places I go with this. And that may be another way of addressing this. But yeah, I see your point that typically one really good signature speech in most cases you can modify in each case is the way to go. Now, is exactly. The yeah. Now, is the signature speech formula right for everyone? And is it possible that maybe you could share some examples of the kinds of people you've worked with to help them create their signature speeches so we can understand this better? You know, I find that the signature speech works the best for certain kinds of people. So if you are a service provider as opposed to um, a product provider, although I've had some product providers that have done really well with their speeches, but it, it, I developed it originally for people who have a service business. So you're a coach, you're a consultant, for example, right? And you want to have more clients come into your business. So go and deliver a speech that explains what you do, how you do it. Because the people who want to hire you are going to be the ones who go, yeah, I'm not doing that by myself. Are you kidding me? I need you. I need help. Can you clearly know what you're doing? Let's do it. I'm in. Right. Right? So, so some examples would be, um, I you know I've worked with, Oh, my gosh. Accountants. I've worked with acupuncturists. I've worked with hypnosis um, experts. I've worked with chiropractors, dentists. Um, I have worked with – actually, the, the product person is um, someone who makes skincare products for out of her home. It's not – I've worked with some uh, direct sales kinds of folks. Although direct sales kinds of folks typically have their hands tied a little bit because they have to give kind of the company line. So um, if you're a direct salesperson, probably not necessarily, um, you know, this is probably not a good fit for that kind of person. But if you make your own things at home that, you know, there might be like if you make your own jewelry or you make your own cosmetics or you make your own whatever it is and then you sell those kinds of things, then, then the signature speech could work for you. Um, so there's it's a, a variety of folks. I've worked with authors of all kinds. Um, I've worked with publishers. You name the kind of coach. I work with parenting coaches, writing coaches, resume and job career coaches. You name the coach. I've worked with them. Uh, so a ton of different kinds of, of service providers have done so for graphic designers. I'm like, all these things are coming to my mind <laughs> as we're talking. So just a ton right. of folks who have, who've done really, really well with this. Right, and I think you make some really good points there uh, about how the signature speech can help just about anybody. Now, I think there's a particular audience that is very interested in what you have to say, and these are people who may not feel that they have the ability to just jump on, up on stage and be glib and just speak extemporaneously for an hour. So what if somebody feels nervous to speak? Uh, how can you help people get over those butterflies, which, as you say, are sometimes more like cannonballs in the gut that are <laughs> getting in the way of them getting up there to speak? I'd like to hear your answer to this. And then there's another question I'm going to ask that I also know is of major interest to people in our audience. So let's do this one first. Okay, so if somebody's nervous, by the way, understand, number one, that nerves are normal. I actually gave a speech um, at a charity fundraiser this weekend I did a keynote that they asked me to do. I'm not even kidding you, Adam. They gave me four minutes to do a keynote speech. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm yeah. still just getting figured out how the microphone works in four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So four minutes to do this thing. I, can you, I was so nervous because I thought, I don't know how I'm going to get this story. They wanted me to tell my story. My, I, I uh, am a lung cancer survivor, and this was a, a, a non, non-smoking-related lung cancer. 
And so that's what this event was for. And they wanted me to get up and tell my story as a survivor to offer hope to people in the room and get them to give money to the, to the advance the cause and find research for a cure. So that's what I was, that's what I was asked to do. So I was asked to do, you know, do something very personal, share a personal story. I was asking, you know, they wanted me to get money, you know, get the audience to give money. I'm used to that. Like, I'm okay with that part. <laughs> but it was the personal part. And then it was like, do it in four minutes. Are you kidding me? So my mouth was dry, my heart was beating a little bit more. My husband was like, wow, look at you, you're nervous. I love seeing you like this because now I know you know, just, you're a normal person. You're not a freak. I'm telling you, baby. <laughs> so I, even I get nervous. And here's the thing. I knew that in that type of a situation, the likelihood of me being nervous was going to be a little bit higher because of all those factors. And so if you know going into delivering your speech that you're going to be a little bit more nervous, maybe it's your first time delivering a speech, or maybe you're just like not so sure about this whole thing. So number one, first thing you can do is be ready and know that this is likely to happen to you. Number two, know how your body responds. So for me, I know that when I get nervous, my mouth gets dry, and it gets so dry that my lips kind of stick to my teeth a little bit, and it's hard to talk. And so for me, I, I know I need to have a glass of water right next to me while I'm speaking. Now, for the four minutes, I knew I could get through four minutes without having to take a drink. So I took a quick swig before I jumped up there, and my mouth was good for the, for the most of the time. Um, so, like, that's being – know what – how does your body react? It's called proprioceptive stimuli. So know how what that – that stimuli does to your body so that your body, uh, your your brain can overcome, overcome that and go, yeah, you know what, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> um, you don't want to ever apologize, by the way, if your hands are shaking or if you feel like your voice is shaking because right. 99% of the people in the room are not going to be aware of that until you apologize for it. And then 100% of the people will be aware of it and be like, oh, and then they'll feel bad for you. You don't want your audience to be feeling bad for you when you're supposed to be the expert in front of the room. So it, that that's kind of your own personal thing that's happening inside your own head. It may, Your heart beating may be loud to you, but nobody else can hear it. So know that it's coming. Know how to handle the the physical kinds of things. I had a girlfriend who um, she was she was a state champion in high school. She was part of our national champion team in college. She was a very fair skinned girl, and she would break out red every time she every single time she got up to speak. That was just her body, and um, and so she would wear lots of of high necked dresses and blouses, and and in the winter she would wear turtlenecks and mock turtlenecks and things like that. So if you know that you you break out and turn red, then be ready for that, right? Don't wear you know something low cut or you know guys, make sure your your buttons are buttoned all the way up so that people don't see that. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, know that it's normal. And then the last thing is you can do these very powerful visualization exercises. And uh, visualization exercises are what elite athletes do. My husband's a personal trainer. He used to be a Division One athlete. He trains right. very high-level athletes. And this is exactly what they do is they visualize themselves going through their entire whatever it is, their routine, their game, their their plays, whatever. You do the same thing. Visualize yourself going through your entire speech, feeling, visualize yourself feeling calm and comfortable. Visualize the people in the room smiling and laughing at the right time. Visualize every possible aspect, including all aspects of your senses. So if you're speaking at a breakfast meeting, 
smell the aroma of the coffee in your visualization. Hear the the coffee cups or coffee mugs being set down on the table or a spoon tinkling inside the, you know, tink, 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 you know, stirring the, the, the coffee cup, you know, ever so quietly as you're presenting. As many aspects of your, your of your senses that you can incorporate into this visualization, what happens is your brain will not know the difference between is this really happening or is this a visualization. And when you get there, you'll be less nervous because you've already done it before, at least in your brain. So that proprioceptive stimuli that we talked about, your mouth being dry, your heart racing, your skin flushing, all of these things, it'll be d- diminished because your brain says, oh, yeah, we've done this before. And that fight or flight response of your body kicking in and all those things happen, it's diminished. It won't go away. Just be ready for it and know that it's going to be there. But if you visualize and you visualize yourself feeling calm, comfortable in that moment, your brain will go, okay, I got this. We've done this before. Yes. Yes. I love that formula. I know before I get up on stage, I usually find a way to be alone for about an hour right before that. And there's two things that I do. One of which is I review the notes from a course that I have by a friend of mine on public speaking that is just outstanding, uh, where he gives a 30-minute audio, and I just listen to that again, and I remind myself of the formula that I use that's worked for me every time. And then the other thing that I do is I do a meditation exercise, which has a lot of visualization involved in it, that puts myself in a place where I can stand up on stage and I can be calm and cool and collected now what's funny is you know right after they introduce me and they bring me up on stage uh those who have seen me speak before know that i'll usually pause for about 10 seconds and then i'll start speaking very slowly and usually i'll start by asking some kind of provocative question now part of that is because that's just a technique that i do with my speaking that i've studied and researched i found works very well for me some people knock the tactic i find it works very well for me the other thing but the other thing is during that five to ten second period i just feel this calm just go all the way through me and i and i just find myself stepping into my element and then i can go and give a fantastic presentation this reminds me of something it's a little bit slightly off topic, but I'd like to spend just a couple minutes off this and just see what thoughts you have on this, if any. But I get asked by folks who identify themselves as introverts and say, how could I be a public speaker? I'm an introvert. Is that that even a true statement? Can you please tell me that, if that's even true? This is is actually the signature speech. So first of all, somebody thinks they're an introvert, they are, period, right? Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Um, So if they think they're an introvert, they are. The signature speech is probably the best of the most powerful ways to market your business for introverts because you never have to have a conversation with somebody. You never have to make small talk. You never have to shake somebody's hand and figure out what the heck am I going to say. You're not sitting next to somebody during a lunch, a breakfast, a dinner, and, and having to, like, you know, figure out what to say beyond can you pass the roll, right? Because you're on the stage. You're doing your thing. And after that, then people will come over. They'll introduce themselves to you. Now, true introverts, they need to think in. They think inside their heads. So right. you know, they need they need some time um, in advance to kind of prepare themselves mentally, and then they're going to leave all of their energy on that stage. So if you are a true introvert, then uh, when you're done with the event, don't plan anything else for the rest of the day because you will be drained. That's another right. thing that you just know going in. Like just know. People who are extroverts, 
they get energized from that energy, you know, of, of the audience, like, loving them and, and applauding for them and being excited with them there. And, like, extroverts love this kind of thing. But if you're an introvert, this is actually perfect because you don't have to you, – you're not there, you know, shaking hands and trying to figure out, you know, who are you and who am I and what are we talking about. Like, people will come up to you and they'll introduce themselves, which is the easiest place to be if you're an introvert and you've got to be at a networking meeting. Yeah. And this is a point that I want to make about introverts because I'm very much an introvert. I mean, I, I mean, if you read the definition of an introvert, that's me. Is when I find when I get up and I'm on stage and I'm in that that zone, the energy drain that comes from the human interactions. That's not you know that's not a bad thing. It's just that energy gets spent on human interactions, which is why introverts choose them carefully and they tend to have a few a few very close friends rather than a broad network of acquaintances is there is really no energy being drained from you from individual interactions because you may have 500 faces all looking at you, but you're not dealing with them one-on-one. You may occasionally see the nod. You may occasionally see the smile. You may occasionally point to somebody and they point back or something along those lines, but it's not the same thing. Uh, It's Because really when you're on stage, you're alone. You don't have people coming up to you while you're on stage. It's kind of funny because I have a – friend who's a musician and he is one of the most introverted people that I've ever met in my entire life. He can get up on stage and do three sets and like nothing. He gets a huge charge just by being on stage. He he feels much younger again. He feels like he's on top of the world. But then after they bring him off the stage and he goes to the back to sign the autographs and meet people or what have you, uh, they have to be very strict about how long he's supposed to be there. And they keep people moving through the line. And then the moment he he's able to leave, he has his bodyguards hustle him out of there, and then he's completely exhausted. And the reason is it's all the one-on-one human interactions. Because he's introverted, it takes it out, it out of him. Being on stage charges him. So I like to say, and tell me – you know, your thought on this, that to a degree, public speaking is the introvert's strategy for growing their business, getting up on stage, doing webinars because you don't have anybody in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, gosh, I mean, doing webinars is the ultimate, right? You are, you're totally by yourself. But, and, and then you, if, once you've done it a couple of times as a webinar, then, and by the way, you can use the same speech via webinar, uh, via you know, um, teleseminar via blog talk radio show like this. I mean, you can do it in all different kinds of ways without people in front of you. Once you've delivered it a bunch of times, guess what? Now you can do it uh, in front of a live audience. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot to know about this signature speech formula that you share with the world. And I know you're the creator of this system. How did you come up with all this? Oh, gosh, how did I come up with all this? <laughs> so, um, as I mentioned, when I was teaching school, um, you know, this is, this, is, this is one of the – actually, I teach a couple different organization patterns, and these were just some of the patterns that I used to teach. And then when I started doing it for myself, I realized, well, wait, so basically I can put together a speech that follows one of these couple of organization patterns, and then I, can, I, I get these amazing results every time. And, and I started teaching other folks how to do it, and they kept getting the same amazing results every time, which is how I know that it works. Because the, the challenge with most formulas is they work really well for the person teaching the formula. They don't typically always translate to everybody else, right? But right. How, what I've learned is because of the way that, that we put this together – 
um, is it's kind of like a recipe for chocolate chip cookies. And I, I love to cook. I love to bake. I follow recipes all the time. It's one of my favorite hobbies. And so um, my husband loves me for that. <laughs> um, so I, if, you're, if you're making chocolate chip cookies, you need a certain amount of flour and a certain amount of butter and a certain amount of sugar and a certain amount of chocolate chips. And if you put all of those things in the right order, the right way, and you put them in the oven the right way, you're going to end up with chocolate chip cookies. Now, there are some people, like, say, Martha Stewart, like, her chocolate chip cookies are probably a little bit better than mine. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right. Um, it's possible. But it doesn't mean that, so, but you can follow Martha Stewart's recipe, and you're still going to get her cookies. They, will they be exactly like hers? Maybe not. But after you do it a few times, they probably will be exactly the same, only because you follow the recipe you did it, you know, you, you worked it out the right way, and boom, now you got it. And you and after you do it a few times, you, you'll do it the same way every time, and you'll get the same cookies every time. That's what the signature speech system, the formula is, is it's, it's your chocolate chip cookie recipe for speaking success. I think I need to make an infographic that says that. <laughs> yes. But that's what it is. So, And that's, that's really how I figured it out was kind of trial and error on my own. Um, not a whole lot of error because it started to work right away, and then just training other folks to do the same exact thing. And um, and they call me and they go. A lot of times people will have, will have taken the class or taken the program or whatever, and they'll they'll they don't want to go out right away. And for whatever reason, they're busy. They've got a lot of things going on. Maybe they're a little nervous. They're not so sure exactly what's happening when. Whatever, right? Um, and then right. they go. They they finally get out and they do it and they call me or they send me an email or whatever and they go, Holy smokes, that totally worked. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making this up. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. I can't wait to do this again. Like, All right, yes. go do it again. Do it over and over. Rinse and repeat. So anyway, yeah, it's uh it definitely works great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I will tell. I will tell you this. I will debate anybody's chocolate chip cookie recipe uh, all day long. I don't even claim to have one, much less a good one. But nobody argues with my vegetable fried rice recipe. I create it myself, and I swear by it. So that's uh-huh. one thing we'll have to do debate over at some point. Maybe, uh, maybe if uh, we're at that uh, that one conference next year that I think we're both going to be at, uh, we'll have to compare recipes on that. Awesome. I think I would love that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we have about 10 minutes left here, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to leave our audience with something that they can really just sink their teeth into and get started with. So um, I have two more questions. The first is, uh, let's say someone wants to get started right now, and they have their pen and paper out, or they have their Microsoft Word document or their PowerPoint open or what have you, and they want to begin putting together their signature speech right now or right now, as my cat would say, if she gives me dirty looks wondering when I'm going to be done here, before their head hits the pillow tonight. <laughs> All right, so here you go. I'm going to give you uh, a few simple steps. So step number one, and if you've been in business for a little while, you may already have this done, is know and understand your audience. That's step number one. Right. If you're new, if you haven't thought about this, don't overlook the importance of this step because your speech needs to speak to the values of the people that you can best serve, and those are the folks who are in your audience. So you've got to um, you've you've got to put together the language. You've got to put together the the thing at the end that's going to get everybody on your list. You've got to put together your offer of the thing that you're going to sell. All of that 
has to be right for the people that you're speaking to. And it will also help you decide, should I be speaking to this group or not? So that's number one, is know and understand your audience. Now, let's put together your speech. So the second thing that you want to do is you, you start with your body. You start with the body of the speech. You don't start with how you're going to start. You can't write an introduction to something that doesn't exist. So you've got to write the thing first. So, it, and there are a lot of different ways to do this, and I've got a program that's got 20 hours of content that tells you how. But the easy, fast way, quick and dirty, is ask yourself what are the three to five most frequently asked questions you get in your business. What are those three to five questions that when, when you tell people you're a whatever, they go, oh, can you tell me about blah, 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 or what's the, you know, what about this, or what do you think about that, or whatever. Answer those three to five most frequently asked questions, right? right? So I'll use this interview as an example. So people will say, well, wait, what is the signature speech thing? Is it the same thing as an elevator speech? No, I addressed that in the beginning, right? Yeah, but is this going to be good for everybody? And should I really be doing this for free? Like, can I really make money at this thing? You know, so I address that. Um, you know, so I, I, what if I'm nervous to speak, right? Okay, well, I'm, or I, whenever I tell people I'm a speaker, Adam, this probably happens to you too. Like when people tell you you're a speaker, do they, do they, do they then say, or when you tell them, do they say, oh my gosh, I'm so, I would be so nervous. I don't think I could ever even get up there. Do people ever say that to you? I've heard that a couple times, yeah. Right? So because unless you're speaking to a room full of speakers and then they're all like, let me at it, right? Yes. <laughs> but, but for the most part, like the rest of the world who are not speakers, authors, coaches, consultants who love this kind of stuff, they're terrified. And in fact, there, I had a whole table full of people at the fundraiser this, this past weekend when I got up and spoke, and they were like, I don't even know how you could get up to do that. Aren't you nervous? And I was like, well, I kind of do this for a living, so I'm good. <laughs> So, but, so I answered that question. So what are your three to five most frequently asked questions? Write those down and answer them in detail. And by the way, I am not one of those people who advocates um, tell them what and why but not how. I'm telling you how right now. Okay? I can't give you all of the how because we don't have time for me to give you all of the how. We're almost out of time on our radio show here today. So I, I, but I can give you a little bit. And that's what you can do. Give the audience a little bit. Give them something so that when they're ready, when they're done, when, when you're off the stage and they're thinking about you and they're thinking about your content, that they can go, you know what, I could, I could start this. I could do this. Right? The people who are interested, the people who say, you know what, I really, I'm really ready to do this, they'll buy from you. And, and then you're on your way. But the people who aren't, you still want to serve your audience from the stage. So you serve them by sharing. That's how you do that, all right? right? So you're going to answer the three to five most frequently asked questions. Now you can go back and you can say, all right, how am I going to start this bad boy? And think about what we call your attention getter. So, Adam, I, I don't know why somebody would poo-poo taking your 10 seconds and then asking a compelling question because that's a fantastic way to start a speech. And when I, when I tell people that, to start with a compelling question, I strongly advise to not ask a question that, um, that is asking for interaction, you ask a rhetorical question. So ask a rhetorical question that you just keep running right through so that the, the question is being answered in their mind, but you need to establish with the audience that, hey, I'm going to be giving a speech right now. This is not going to be a conversation. This is going to be me sharing some useful stuff with you. And so we don't want them talking in the first 10 to 15 seconds of our speech. We don't want people raising their hands. Yes, we want that later, but we don't want it in the first 10 to 15 seconds. 
So come up with an attention getter, a rhetorical question, compelling question is fantastic. It's a great way to start. Could you get the people's attention? And that 10 seconds that you wait, Adam, um, maybe probably more like five, but it may feel like a minute, depending on yeah. who it is. Um, but that it just takes a moment to center you, to ground you, and for the audience to go, ooh, we got something going on here. Right? You don't want to start with, hi, my name is. They just introduced you. They just said your name. And by the way, the audience, I'm sorry to tell you, they don't care what your name is right. <laughs> until <laughs> until after you've given them something useful for them to go, now wait, what was your name again? Because that was really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't bother with starting with your name. Just dive in to your content. So that's how are you going to start. The next thing then is think about, all right, well, how am I going to end this thing? You want to end in a way that doesn't just, leave the audience hanging, and you do that by number five, having a compelling offer and telling your audience what to do both now and later. So that compelling offer is absolutely crucial. And then telling them, well, here's what I want you to do right now is I'm, I want you to sign up for the free thing. And what I want you to do later is I'm going to email you, but you've got to click on a link in the email to get the free thing. Because if you don't click on the link, you'll never get the free thing. You want the free thing, right? Of course you do. So those are your five steps. Wow, that is really good stuff. And everybody who listened to this live, remember that you can check it out on iTunes. It will be there within about 24 hours. Download this and listen to this again. Well, we're about three minutes from the top of the hour here. So first of all, uh, Felicia Slattery, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And I know that what you've shared is just the very tip of the iceberg. So what I'd like to do is turn the floor over to you for just about 90 seconds and tell us how you serve business creators and how our listeners can get more information from you regarding this topic. Uh, Before we went live here, you were threatening us with some kind of free resource or something. Uh, I was wondering if you could call (laughs) you on your threat right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So um, I wouldn't be doing my my own service, my own system justice if I if I didn't say go get something for free. It's at signaturespeechsecrets.com. Right. It's basically all of my notes. There's an audio that explains a little bit more. There's information there all about how the signature speech process works. If you want to sign up for the program, go to signaturespeech.com. You can do that there. Um, learn about me at com. I help people write these speeches. Um, I do that with my private clients. I do that in one-off sessions. But the easiest way to get started with all that is to go to to SignatureSpeakSecrets.com, get yourself the free stuff. I'm constantly sending useful, valuable information. Uh, When we're done here, I'm off to go do a webinar to teach folks how do you complete that and create that compelling offer so that people will say, yeah, I really, I definitely have to sign up for that. Um, So I, and that's for free. So I'm offering all kinds of stuff like that all the time. And the way you find out about that is going to SignatureSpeakSecrets.com and uh, and getting on the list and learning more about it. And I just want to encourage you, by the way, if you're feeling like, you know what, I think I could give this thing a try, I right now, write out those frequently asked questions and really start to think about where is my audience, who are they, and who, when can I go and speak to them, and get yourself in front of audiences because this is one of the most powerful ways to market your business. Yes, yes, and that and that is awesome. I encourage everybody to go check that out. So we're right at the top of the hour. Uh, so, Felicia, again, thank you very much for being with us. And for everybody listening, uh, this is Adam Homey, host of Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. 
Until next time, have a great day. Take care.